Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. Hello and welcome back to TMI Today, talking about today's motivational insights when it comes to money, relationships, and parenting, and all those taboo things that we never wanted to talk about but should have. And today we have Tanya Patterson, who is a real estate investor and a commercial real estate broker, actually. And we're so excited to have her here because investing in real estate is one of the mysteries out there sometimes, especially for women trying to break into wealth building. And so Tanya, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this field. Well, thank you for having me, Jan and Rita. I really appreciate it. This is exciting to educate women on this subject. So how I got into real estate, I started out in the high-tech industry. So my background is telecommunications and computer science. I worked at the high-tech companies here in the Valley. And then I decided I wanted to take control of my life and make my own decisions and decide how much money I'd like to make versus you know, a company saying, oh, you're worth this. And this is how much of a raise you deserve. And I thought, gosh, I get to determine that. I want to determine that. And so I got into real estate about 23, 24 years ago. Okay. And it has been life-changing for me because I make my own decisions. Um, If I work hard, I make money. If I don't want to work hard and take a vacation, I can't. I don't have to go to a boss and say, can I have a week off, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, or wait for a sabbatical after, I don't know how many years, you know, you get your eight <laughs> weeks or whatever. I thought, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to control my income and the time I take off and the time I spend with my family. Mm-hmm. So it real estate allowed me to do that. And I do both residential and commercial sales. Um, and again, I started 23 years ago, started out on the residential side, did mm-hmm. that for about 10 years and moved over to the commercial side about 13 or so years ago. And I do both now because I still get a ton of referrals for residential having been in the space. Mm -hmm. And I would say about 90% of my business is referral. Okay. So I do both uh, residential commercial sales. Yeah. And from an investment standpoint, do you Mm -hmm. have your own investments? Are you a commercial investor? Are you a residential? Are you both? I'm both. Exactly. So um, I invest in real estate, my husband and I, and we educate people on how to invest in real estate, um, the different strategies, what to look for, the locations to look for. And it is a little different for residential versus commercial. Um, Residential tends to be more focused on schools. Mm-hmm. People pay based on schools here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, the better the school district, the the more, more the property cost. And, and some people elect to move into a different area and pay for private school. So if you have one or two kids, maybe you elect to pay for private school. But if you have more than two kids, it's probably better, many people think, and I think, to buy in a neighborhood where the school district is good because, you know, school, private schools can cost you on the low end, 20,000 a year to 
70,000 a year. Yeah. So if we take the low end and you've got five kids, you're at $100,000 and that's on the low end. So you can take that, move into a neighborhood where the property value is there and not pay for private tuition. But the other benefit is your kids are playing with the kids in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they get a chance to go to school with the kids and walk to school. So those are the different things that people look at when they're buying real estate. Um, residential is really focused on the, the school district primarily. Commercial is all about the numbers, right? It's all about the numbers. You know, do, you know, what are your expenses? What is your income? Are you able to add value to the property? So that's what we look at on the commercial um, side. And um, yeah. Oh, I'd love to ask a question because you said something earlier about, you know, now you have referrals, but it wasn't always that way, right? So how did you get to that point? Because I'm going to say the more people you know, the more you grow, right? right. And the more you, that you have in your community base or your funnel. So how, how did you start out doing that where you were building that base of people to learn to know, like, and trust you for, you know, the amazing woman that you are? <laughs> Well, thank you. And a great question. Um, Networking groups. I'm a part of several networking groups where we get together and uh, we share business ideas and business referrals um, and connections. Um, So I'm a a member of several women organizations, Mm -hmm. as well as women and men organizations, as well as commercial real estate organizations and residential real estate organization. You're a busy girl. Right. I'm a busy girl. I'm very busy. And I will say I did more of that in the beginning, Uh which Mm -hmm. built the foundation for my business. Now I'm down to a couple of organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So when you were starting out and joining all these organizations, was it were you strategic about it? Were you picking like where your clients were going to be at, where you're partners were going to be, or did you just kind of scatter yourself for the biggest network? What was your strategy there? You know, it's a great question um, as well. So in the beginning, I did not know what to do. I did not have a mentor, which I wish I had. And so the people listening here, um, listen up. This is really good advice, I think. Um, I did not know what to do in the beginning, but now, and so I just spread myself out. And once I determined the rooms I needed to be in, where the referrals were coming from, I took a deeper dive. Okay. So the idea is to pay it, do several things if you can, if you have time, and then pay attention to what's really working and just duplicate that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Great advice because you're literally shaving off years of time for the listeners here, because that is an amazing nugget. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Tanya, I feel like the jump from residential to commercial investing is a, it's a big jump to take. Like you can own a rental property and a lot of people do, they own a rental property or they own their house and then they buy something else and they rent out their old house. I've seen that progression for renting, but how does someone jump into commercial real estate and what, what do they look for for your first property that you buy as a commercial investor? That's a really good question. So you want to look at the income okay. and expenses. You want to ideally not have any vacancies. Right. Vacancies cost you money. The other thing is the quality of the tenants, meaning are they paying? Are they paying on time? 
because if they're not paying on time, that could mean problems down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, So you definitely want to look at the expenses and income. The other thing you want to uh, pay attention to is, is there an opportunity to add value to that property? And what do you mean by that? What's what's adding value? What, what's right. That mean? That's a great question. So adding value can mean a couple of things, um, and I'll keep it simple. One of the things is to increase rents. You might okay. be able to increase rents. That would increase your income flow. The other thing you could look at is, does the property need uh, modifications? Things that you can add to the property and therefore... Um, increase the ability to sell the property at a higher value. Okay. So you like being in, able to flip it almost. Yeah. That's right. You go in, okay. you add value, you increase the rent, and now you can turn that asset and sell it for more money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes people make ah. with real estate investing? Because I've seen all kinds of crazy stories over the years in my business as a bankruptcy attorney with people who try to invest in real estate, but what do you see as the mistakes people make? Wow. That is a perfect question. So we're going to talk about two things. Now we're going to talk about residential. So many people do not know that residential real estate is single family condo, but it's also multifamily up to four units. So duplex, triplex, fourplex is residential. The nice thing about that is you can live in one of the units and rent out the other three. That's one way to get started in real estate investing. And your interest rate tends to be lower because it's falling under the residential real estate umbrella. Once you get to five units and up, for example, on multifamily, then you have a higher interest rate and your mistakes can be larger very fast, right? Because you have several tenants. Let's say you have 20 units. So you have to make sure all of the tenants have been vetted. Uh, the quality is there. Um, and so, for example, I wrote a contract last month. We decided not to move forward. There was a hoarder in one unit. Um, another unit had an aging tenant that had some health issues we were concerned about. And we wanted to, you know, you never want to discriminate. And so if you just have one moving part, that's okay. But it's like a math equation. If you have too many variables moving at one time, you can't easily control your expenses and income. Mm-hmm. And, and so you want to pay attention to, 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 to those things, especially on the commercial real estate side, where you have more units and more tenants and more potential for problems and issues to occur. And more liability. More, more liability. Attorney, more attorney's fees involved when you have to. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's Exactly right. That's when we we call you. So some of the pitfalls. So in residential, the pitfalls can be uh, people tend to go after the shiny property, the pretty property, the golden property. And that's not always the right thing to do if you're looking at investments, because you may not get the turn on the investment. The property may cost so much that your rents don't cover your mortgage payment. You see, on, on the commercial side, it's all about the numbers. It's all about the expense. And it's all about the revenue and the income. So you really want to pay attention to those books. So don't get emotional when you're buying. Oh my gosh, gosh. that is perfect. Do not get emotional. Really, really, it's a business. Mm -hmm. It's a business. And most investors, and when I say most, the number is probably 80, 85%. 
people get caught up in the emotion, the pretty property. Look at the numbers. Always, always look at your numbers. And who would you need? Like when you're looking at numbers, you got to factor in that you have a team of people, right? Uh, you know, property managers. I mean, I did, I've done a little bit of <laughs> real estate investing on my own and boy, did I learn some good lessons. <laughs> so I'd love to share because those lessons mm-hmm. you learn from them, they can be pretty pricey. You know, at what point, at what point, because you know, when you said like uh, residential to commercial, it's like, mm-hmm. who do you need on your team? And at what point in the residential as well as the commercial? That's exactly right. So property manager, definitely a good one, a good one. Well, and there, there is that too. They're (laughs) not good. Look at the reviews online, right? Ask your friends, ask your colleagues. Get a referral. (laughs) Get a referral or two, right? Or three. (laughs) Or three. Exactly right. Because the right property manager can mean the difference in it's everything because you have to know the law. Mm-hmm. Each area, each state, there are laws that you have to adhere to. And at the end of the day, you're liable because you're the property owner. Right. Mm-hmm. So the property manager really is there to help you and save you and make your life easier. Yeah. And if they're not good, you're in trouble. So you want a good property manager. You want a good financial advisor mm-hmm. because a financial advisor can look at the entire portfolio to see where there are holes and things you need to make adjustments and where you need to make adjustments. You need a really good CPA, mm-hmm. right? You need a really good accountant that understands what you're doing and all of your plans, long and short-term goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a really good real estate broker <laughs> <laughs> that can negotiate the Wait, do you do you know one, Tanya? <laughs> I do, I do. Patterson Investments, they're amazing. They have integrity. Um, they work hard. They're great negotiators and they love helping people invest. How long have they been around? And how long have they been doing this? 23 years and counting. <laughs> A little bit of history there, learning about the curves from the ups and the downs. Of the yes. Market, which is, I'm, I'm going to say, equally important or if not in the down markets more important so that this way you know people are protected we talk about being protected and not panicked that's exactly right that's exactly right and and speaking of panic (laughs) so real estate let's let's just look at a number here so real estate investing has created 90 percent of the world's millionaires so real estate investing has actually contributed in assisting to developing, and I'll say it again, 90% of the globe's millionaires. So people are getting rich on real estate. And no matter what happens to the market, as long as you have positive cash flow and your numbers are working, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Everyone needs a place to live. Mm-hmm. So particularly on the multifamily side, we're speaking mm-hmm. of commercial multifamily, mm-hmm. industrial and offices, a different um, entity altogether. However, you still have tenants, you still have tenants and you still have rents and you can still increase value and you can still do a lot of the same things that you do on multifamily. But speaking specifically to multifamily, um, everyone needs a place to live and the mm-hmm. homeless population in this country has just gotten really out of control. So it has. Where can people, like what steps are there groups where somebody new could start out and 
or somebody that just wants to learn more, know more, or find a community that, are there any groups that you recommend or communities? Yeah. So for someone that's starting out, honestly, I think they need a really good real estate broker that can educate them on the basics yeah. and find out what they're looking for specifically, because it's different for everyone. So okay. if they're looking for residential, then I would point them in one direction. If they're looking for a commercial, that's a different direction, but then commercial has several umbrellas, right? Are they looking at industrial office, multifamily? And, and so it really depends is the answer, but they should start with a really good real estate broker that's referred to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like any profession, not all of us are great. I'm great, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have you here, right? Because right. <laughs> the more we put out the greatness and that you get somebody that has knowledge, that has gone through the pitfalls, mm-hmm. that can break through these. And just like you said, I love that you said that because a lot of times people are just jumping into groups. And I'm going to say, honestly, I did that in the very, very beginning as well. Years ago, I realized like I started to get, I learned from courses and things like that. And I didn't know what I was, didn't know. And then when I started learning real estate is so multifaceted. And then interestingly enough, when I took all the courses that I took, because I was like, I don't know what I want, like, you know, what's me, what do I want, what direction? So for me, it was more the financial classes were the piece that I loved the most and educating and learning about that, which you get to know a 